What's up, y'all? It's Books to Bills podcast, a podcast for young professionals. It's your girl, Erica Hilling, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. And it's the favorite staff member checking in. I, it is I am present on today. In old time, <laughs> friend, I am so proud. Oh, I've been set up all day. I've been ready to go. I got some stuff on my mind. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, let's get to it then. Well, this is, um, I was about to say your favorite staff member. See, there, everybody wanted me to see. Oh. See, everybody wanted me to favorite. Okay, this is Jasmine hailing all the way from Tyler, Texas. But tomorrow, tomorrow, I will be in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I am very excited to be off. Hey. Okay. How's everybody doing? How's your weeks been? Last few weeks been? Everything has been going great. They've been good. I ain't seen y'all since the wedding. Oh, I know. We've been on a little little mini break. Mm-hmm. I've been running for Jesus. Amen. In, in what ways? In all my ways, I acknowledge him. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let that be known. No, but I, <laughs> amen, amen. But um, no, I've been doing good, you know, working and stuff like that. And y'all, work been getting me. I talked about it in my one-on-one, but Jesus got some things behind us. But <laughs> now I'm thriving. Work, work, don't stop. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I have been really working for my paycheck these last few weeks, and I'm tired. Personally. So let me tell the people what I saw on the Instagram. Because, um, oh you know, my. Erica had a little Mississippi trip, said it was for work. Alabama, come, oh, come, hey. come correct. I've already it's started off bad, but had a little Alabama trip. I look on the Instagram stories and they partying, okay? From the top to the bottom, from the rooter to the tutor, okay? <laughs> CEO was in that mug just getting it. And my feelings are hurt. Why are your feelings hurt? That you would be at a conference with, with a, and partying without me. Because <laughs> that's all y'all do. Okay, Jay. I mean, might as well. If, if Even if we did do more at this point, the way you have beat that dead horse, that's all we do from right. now on. I'm not even going to argue with you. But I'll talk about my trip to Alabama during my What in the Hell Happened segment. But I do want to, you know, acknowledge what you've said, Jasmine, and just say this. Beyond 12 works hard and we play hard as well. And that is what you saw on Instagram was our final, final party to decompress from our week, our day's events that morning. And so that is what you witnessed. So I'll get to the other party during my segment. All right, then. Y'all, where did the phrase come from? Like, work hard and play hard? Like... You know, people be like, oh, we pride ourselves. We love to work hard, but we also play really hard. That's just a wordy way to say I like to turn the hell up. Okay. <laughs> it's the professional way. It's the professional way. But when do you sleep? You work hard, you play hard, but when do you rest? Oh, I sleep hard as well, amen. I rest hard. I rest hard. Oh, we know, Erica. We, we know. Mm-hmm. I rest. Look, I, I has to. But speaking of work and speaking of turning up, which has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm like, what? Jasmine, do you have a petty situation you want to share today in lieu of me? In lieu of you because you were not ready? Yes. You look, when one of us is weak, the other one is strong, amen. I'm not no, saying when one of that. us is late, we are all late. <laughs> when one of us looks or sound bad, we all look and sound bad. So what's the concept? One band, one sound. One band, one sound. Now I need all those who are not their roommates, mothers. <laughs> okay, I'm done. We actually yeah, called this this weekend and so I'm just fresh. That's a classic. The real people out there were digging deep into that quote going right along with us because everybody know. know that that movie, that was like, that's foundation for me, like yes. foundation. It was a so, wonderful beautiful movie. movie. But, so I wanted to give a petty update on, you know, my coworker who did the ride along with me and she was all in my phone. So is that email about me? <laughs> N- no. <laughs> no. Hey, you nosy. And you got the nerve to ask. Like, just relax, boo. That's too much. So she is um one of the newer nurses that we've hired. And she was struggling a little bit. You know, she couldn't keep her clients. She wasn't succeeding her paperwork. It was it was a hot ass mess, and so um, she was struggling. 
And that's the nice coworker that I was trying to be. I was trying to help her. And she's like, I just feel overwhelmed. It's a lot. I'm like, okay, okay. So I went to the supervisor and I was like, you know, without saying any names, I just said, hey, I think that some of the nurses may be feeling overwhelmed. Maybe we can do a, a lean process, you know, at our next team meeting, which means we look at everything that we do and take away what's not necessary. So, and I'm doing this in the heart of my, my coworker. Y'all, why she ain't even show up for the meeting? I said, this is for you. See there? This is for See you. See how I knew this was going to happen? I don't know. She said, I think she said her baby was sick. I'm not sure, but she wasn't there. Then we have an additional meeting, which she's not, she's put on, um, like she got coached. So she's put on like a little probationary thing with HR. I, you know, so that's a whole nother story because I feel like my supervisor is working her way through the paperwork to get her fired. <laughs> like yes. 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 But anyway, we had another meeting in regards to some of the concerns that she had. Baby wasn't there. Didn't even call to tell the supervisor that she wasn't gonna make it in. I said, All right, I'm done. Now that's trash right there. I tried she don't to want a I tried to help your ass. I Lord knows I did. She don't want no help. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This. You you did you did your due diligence. You tried to help your sister. I did, even though, you know, she was petty. And I kept my distance for a long, long time. I don't blame you. But yes, that's my little update. You know, it, it gets, I think if I just went to work and did my job, I would be fine. But it's all the extra stuff. Like, Chaz, why you got to heal somebody? Just make sure your shit good. That actually, I have a petty situation to share too, now that you said that. Mm-hmm. So a little sneak peek of my Alabama trip, me and... <laughs> We were coming um, back from somewhere and it was this little white lady, a white lady who was like basically kind of laying on the floor near the elevator. And so initially it looked like she was just kind of bent down getting things. But I was like, ma'am, do you need some help? No response. I was like, ma'am, do you need help? And she didn't say nothing. And then I was like, well, look, I, I did all I can. I did my good <laughs> deed for the week. Look, like <laughs> I ain't got nothing else left in me. So then she... So, so then, like, we turn around for us. It's three of us, four of us there. We turn around for a split second, kind of just acknowledge, like, okay, we tried. And then she falls out and hits her head on the floor. So I'm like, do you need some water, ma'am? And so one person runs to go get the water from the front desk. We're trying to help her. And she's still not responding to us. And to be honest, I, we can't tell if she inebriated or if she got some type of pre-existing condition because she's kind of stumbling. It's just weird. So then this white man comes through and like almost push it. Well, she, he does. He pushes one of my other coworkers out of the way. And he's like, man, what can I do to help you? What can I do to help you? And we look See at there. him like, you do you. I hope she's okay. The lady, he finally helps the lady up. And then she gets up hobbling to the airport. And we just looking at each other like, what the hell just happened? And so that made me think of that because you can't help nobody that don't want to be helped. First of all, I you thought can't. she was going to say that man was her husband or something. You know, you see your partner down, you're like, oh, let me go help. It's another stranger. No. And she it didn't was even another say that. You know how people get. She didn't even acknowledge us. <clears throat> didn't even acknowledge us. And then us. he had to rush up in there to be Superman or some shit. See? Some might say it was a race thing. I don't know. It just was very interesting. But we were in Alabama. You know what? Speaking of being a visible black woman, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> because um, for just for our colleagues out there, my department was featured on the back of the city magazine, and it um, and so I went to market the marketing department to um, get a copy for the team and the mom that was pictured on the photo. So I go to market. I go to marketing. It's a new building. Like I mean, we don't have no reason to coexist on a regular basis. So I don't know where this office is. I get scanned in, and I was like, "Excuse me, can you come tell me where the marketing department is?" He's like, "Follow that lady right there." And the I, I know the lady heard the security officer because she she holds <laughs> the door open. So I was like, "Okay." And so I get there, and she kind of like leaves me. So I was like, "Oh, excuse me, ma'am, can you tell me where marketing is?" She was like, "Well, this is marketing." with a little attitude and I'm like, okay. 
Um, she was like, well, this this is his office, da 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 and starts naming people. I'm like, well, I'm just here because I would like to get a copy of Tyler Today, you know, magazine. And she gets a little attitude. Like, well, I don't have any more up here. I said, well, I, I've, spoken to, I've spoken to someone. They said there's um, two copies that are still here. So she's like, oh, okay. She went and found somebody. And, she, and I overhear her say, this um, lady out here, this lady, bitch, this um, lady out here, I'm sorry. She didn't even say lady. She said girl. This girl out here. Um, is looking for a couple a couple of copies of the magazine. Now that's disrespectful. Infraction number one. I'm so I'm saying I'm just listening, and he comes out. and was like, oh, Jasmine. Oh yes, I have copies for you. And she just looked stunned. Trick, you better be stunned. And then I t- I purposely <laughs> turned it over because I'm on the back of the magazine. So she was like, oh, and she starts treating me differently. You shouldn't have to do all of that to provide good customer service. You don't know who I who I am or who I could be. You trifling. And then she's going to try to walk me to the door and apologize. You don't got to do all of that. Say this. Girl. I should have said bye, girl. <laughs> it happens way and that's a shame. too much. Like, are you housekeeping? No, I'm not housekeeping. I'm the midwife. Oh, well, can you get the doctor? I'm the... Sis, I'm the one that's going to be doing it. I mean, you know, like, oh, is there a nurse? Okay, so you just don't want to deal with me. That's fine. That's fine. Just say so. Look. Mm-mm. It's a shame that so much in society is built on, like, you know, class, esteem, prestige, money type things because it's just pitiful. Like, you want to treat somebody nicer because they have more money. Mm. I remember when I was interviewing for my current job. A lot of my questions kept being like, oh, well, how would you you know, handle this situation if you were dealing with insert, you know, some random statement to indicate that somebody got a lot of money? And I'm like, well, I'm going to treat them the same way that I would treat anybody else. Like you like, like I'm not going to treat anybody differently because they got more money. No, Jesus wouldn't do that. <laughs> and you walking with and him and all that be, you do. Hey, yep. Yep. Amen. Preach it for me, friend. <laughs> Y'all can't see these praise hands huh? going up. Yeah, you can't see the praise hands. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. thank y'all for sharing y'all stories today. Thank us because people, I don't think, I think those of us who look like us especially know that these things happen. But it's just crazy. Like, we're in 2019 and we still invisible out here. We still getting treated like we don't matter. But it's okay because we do. We do matter. We do matter. Okay. I got something else to say about this same thing, but we're going to wait till my time. We're going to wait till my time, but it's something about the same thing. Okay. Mine too. Um, Anybody have any social media reflections? I do have something I want to say. Um, Just want to shout out to all of the, we got about like, I think eight to 10 more followers in like the last week or so. So shout out to all of you that said, you know what, let let me go ahead and like, share and subscribe books to views. And we appreciate you for following us. So that, that's just my blanket statement for all the people who followed us on IG this weekend. Over the last week, I'm sorry. You know what? Shout out to my niece, Jerrica, who was listening to the podcast and um, shared in her um, group message, you know, so we can get more followers. I see you. I appreciate you. Yes, Jerrica. Thank you. I know my Instagram followers like, okay, Shaq, it's your time to shout us out. Cause y'all, I DM'd every <laughs> I DM'd every single one. Like it wouldn't even let me DM because I just was going down the list hitting sin, 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 sin. So it just got to a point where it wouldn't even sense anymore. Like I sent everybody. I was like, people need to listen today. So there were a couple people who responded to me. I'd be remiss if I started naming one or two names and forget everybody else. So I'm just gonna <laughs> not say no names. But I'm really appreciative. And thank y'all so much. Say my name. Say my name. No yes, one is around. Super appreciative. I'm low-key. I that just uh sparked me to go look at the um one-on-one you posted. And we have 97 listens already. Thank y'all so much. Y'all holding us down. Holding us down well. Amen. P-O-P. Hold it down. It down. I haven't heard that in so long. Somebody needs to resurface that for the culture. That, that was, that's a classic. It's a classic. Obviously. 
Alrighty, well, on today, we will be talking about it. Going along with my friend and his walk with Jesus, we're going to tell y'all how Jesus paid it all. Amen. On today. Y'all going to make me shout on here today. Jesus paid it all. I didn't come to the podcast with intentions of shouting. You know, I, I thought I laid my burdens down. But let me tell you, <laughs> the spirit will cut up. Amen. Well, before we get into the topic on today, which is um, talking about student loans, Jasmine's going to give some facts as she helped uh, me to come up with this topic today and has some things she want to share. Anyway, get into some questions. Jasmine, I'm kicking it over to you. Okay. Well, I was having a conversation and we were talking about like, will we ever pay student loans off? Like, is it even worth trying? We just going to die with these loans. Like what, you know, <laughs> what is it? Um, and then I started seeing more and more posts about how the University of Texas is offering um, different programs to low income students talking about free. We talking about free tuition. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I also learned that some schools or some states, I think the whole state, um, offers like free associate degrees. And that's what I'm t- I'm like, if I can get an associate degree for free, I think that would make more people, you know, seek a higher education. But I looked up some statistics and it says about 70% of graduates um, have a significant amount of student loans, an average of $29,000. Now, I don't know about y'all, but... All my friends got more than that. Well, I was sitting here listening. I was like, well, mine's way above this average, but right. I'm going to be quiet. Well, you know, y'all did right. seek an additional uh, degree. Y'all not know hey, your graduates. So, I mean, I don't know if that, if you, uh, or, hey, so let me ask y'all, did you get more loans in undergrad or graduate school? Uh, Mine's certainly undergrad. Yeah, mine is definitely more undergrad. I really didn't even have to take out loans for grad school. I could have taken out significantly less, but I took out extra money. Which I sometimes regret now, but definitely grad school. I mean, same, uh, we in the same boat. I took out a few uh, extra loans in grad school just to take them out. Like, didn't need it. School was I just paid for. To but I, I would have been under, below the poverty line in my own defense. But I took them out and lived off of them. I took a few flights, you know. Yeah. But I needed to experience yeah. that in my youth. But you know what? That's uh, I don't know if you remember this, Shaq, but Doctor A was the one who encouraged it. Now she didn't. I ain't gonna tell y'all how much extra I took out. But she was like, take out a little extra money, travel while you can, put some money to the side. Like, you know, it's a low, I mean, it's not the low, I mean, I think they're, I think student loans tend to carry the lowest interest, but that was kind of some advice that I got from her. And I'm, I'm really not regret. I took quite a few trips in those two years I was in grad school. <laughs> quite a few. So I ain't tripping, but yeah, undergrad. So you use your money well. Yeah. So. Okay. So to me, undergrad was paid for. Um, graduate school is what I had to pay for, and I went to two different. Oh Lord, three different programs. So it was it was costly. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but the program that I'm talking about is at University of Texas at Austin, and it's full tuition scholarship to in-state undergraduates whose family make sixty-five thousand dollars or less per year. And I'm like, okay, you know that's that's cool. Like that's a that's a significant amount. Then I was like, wait, it said full tuition, which Tuition at UT is about, and I got a few UT listeners, so don't kill me, but it said that it was about $10,000 per semester or per year. I can't remember. Um, and so I'm thinking, okay, what about room and board? How are you going to live when you get there? Like you covering tuition, yes, but there are other things that need to be covered. Um, and so I'm really thinking like, is this a a good thing i guess it's better than what they had before but it doesn't cover everything i mean i just look at it like you said like it's better than nothing like they don't have to right. necessarily provide it so it's certainly great that they do um but i think it it cert it significantly reduces the amount of loans that these students would have to take out right and mm-hmm. i would imagine that they probably have some things into place where like the students who do receive the tuition, they do. They probably get some type of credit on their financial aid account because, you know, you got a certain amount where you can get up to. Y'all mm-hmm. know anything about that? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I bet you they do put some things on there to cap how much those students can take out because of it. But I would hope that, you know, they still let them take out financial aid and cover the rest. Yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. The other thing I wanted to bring up, Erica, was that we often talk about how 
lower income students don't have the same opportunities in high school to even prepare for college. So I'm thinking, you know, you're giving them free tuition, but they still got to make it in Yeah. compared to these other students. So anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. That ain't, we just going to stick with Jesus paid it off. <laughs> Sometimes um, I can't find the receipt for it though. <laughs> right. I know. I think that makes sense too. Like it's definitely a, Shaq took the words out of my mouth, so I won't repeat just for the sake of repeating. But yeah, it definitely is only a piece of the the problem or a piece of the financial cost. But I definitely, if I can go back in time and get some free tuition, I definitely would have significantly less loans than I do now by a long shot. So definitely making some steps, which I'm appreciative of. Is that all you wanted to tell us, Jazz, before I go into the questions? Yes, that was all. So, out the gate, what are some ways you handle your student loans? Well, Erica, you and I have very similar experience. You want to talk about it? No, you can go. Um, Well, I have student loan forgiveness. So, public service loan forgiveness is for if you work in um, the public sector, basically, um, of which colleges and universities fit. Well, most of them. Then you... um, you pay your set amount for 10 years and in 10 years they forgive the rest of the balance. And so I'm in that and I'm also in income based repayment. So that means that I, my student loan payment is based off of how much money I make per year. Um, so that kind of helps me out. Um, obviously moving from job to job, I did get an increase in my, um, student loan payment. I wasn't happy about it, but it happened. But yeah, so hopefully in, uh, in, well, nine more years eight more eight and something more years i can uh i can be praising the lord for this forgiven student loans because your past has been erased yeah the only thing that i'll add to that is that um i have i'm in a student loan forgiveness for the majority of my student loans but then there's a whole separate large amount um of money that my dad took out for me in parent plus loans and that doesn't qualify for forgiveness. Um, it does qualify for income-based repayment, but we have not been successful, I guess, in getting it any lo- lower. Like that payment alone for that, that one is $315 a month. And that is the absolute lowest we could get it. It could have been maybe like $40, $50 lower, but it's the one that increases over time. So that's just like the lowest piece. And you can end up paying eight, $900 by the time it's said and done. And because that one isn't forgiven, like we have to really think about how much it costs because in 10 years, it's probably still going to be there. And so that was something that kind of slapped me in the face. And so, however, I'll put this tidbit in. I have a friend whose uh, dad took out parent plus loans for him to go to college, but now he's on disability. And when you, when your parent goes on disability, they wipe out those parent plus loans. I did not know that. Teach us something today. I wish I had known it in the time. I did not know that. Yeah, so if you if you if you have a parent or whoever took out the loan for you, and they go on disability, they'll cancel the whole loan because they can't. Similarly, work. that will be permanent disability and not temporary. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, long term. So definitely look into that. Whoever's listening, I know I will. Think I am grateful that my dad isn't necessarily on disability, but at any given point when he does, it's gonna be the first line we stand in. Okay, amen. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in the wheelchair. And- we don't want to really get to it. Look at him. Disabled. <laughs> Can't work. That's so insensitive. That is. We sorry. We sorry. That is so insensitive. Let's move on to the next question. We moving on. Please. <laughs> we we bad, y'all. Sorry. Okay. Jasmine, did you want to answer? Did you have anything? Uh, Maybe different? I'm a professional. Perfect Patty is a professional student. Okay. So I ain't paid on now long yet. But oh, oh it's right. Coming. It's coming. Oh, but in six months. Oh, it's, they gonna come a knocking. All right. Destroy this temple, and in six months. And jazz. <laughs> she raise it up. Mm. And jazz, you should. If I'm pretty sure you'll still qualify for public service too. Yes, I would. Like you I'll work for the for public. The state, so yeah. Yeah, you should definitely try. And the last thing I'll say about public loan forgiveness is for those of you, I've done a lot of research. I have like helped a lot of people start their application for it. I would just be super diligent. Um, and now, Shaq, I don't know if you knew this, but now you can upload your stuff online. 
like you don't have to print it and scan it anymore and you can up so upload stuff online and um just be sure that like when you do leave from job to job that you go ahead and get somebody from human resources to sign off on your public learn forgiveness paperwork um because it, depending on where you worked and why you left that previous job it might be hard to get in contact with somebody after the fact um but get somebody to sign it before you leave and make sure you keep copies of everything obviously but at the end of like every year they'll send you um like an itemized list of all the time that's been counted um and mine looks correct as of now um but yeah just making sure that you do that and keep it without a paperwork because there have i think last year was the first year the first class of people were eligible for forgiveness and it was like an extremely low number i think it was like 30 people who actually even qualified at the end um and so make sure you asking questions early getting the receipts that you need early don't wait to 10 years from now and try to figure it all out because they're gonna find a way not to give you that money amen thank you for that insight friend yes Alrighty, second one. Do any of the institutions you attended now offer free tuition to a particular subset of students or reduce rate? Mine does not. I wish they would. I would be so upset. <laughs> I wish they would. I'd be upset. Well, one thing that I, one correlation between the schools who offer that, those also tend to be the schools that are like really, really high achieving schools. So University of Texas certainly can offer, they can stand to offer that because look who gets into that school. You got to be really, really smart, you know, like all these types of things. And so um, that generally correlates with people who already got a lot of money and that these discounts wouldn't affect much of their student population. It's going to be the guests that I'm making, right? Because if it was most of the students, they're not going to just be giving out free tuition. Say all that to say, no, I went to the University of Arkansas and most people in Arkansas are make, you know, that and less. So it would not be smart for them to do that. And so, mm -hmm. um, so no, they haven't. Any other schools that I've worked at, I don't think any of them have either. But I can't really remember. I wonder how, how good they're going to be at sustaining this. Well, it's funded through university endowments. And so as all these percent, you know, uh, inflation, basically. That's going to keep on driving those endowments up. Yeah. Well, it, I think it runs off of the interest from the endowments is yeah. how it runs. But. Um, so University of Houston, um, they actually had this program that I actually learned about, I think, in like my final year or like a year after I graduated called Cougar Promise that has since been enhanced. Um, but it started off as in 2008 where um u of h promised to low-income families that um financial aid would be available to them i think the other piece of this too is um if i remember correctly was that your tuition amount would be fixed and so it would not once you committed to whatever amount you started at as a freshman and you met specific um credit hour requirements and grades like you would have the same tuition price each semester and now um now the university of houston guarantees tuition and mandatory fees which is a good one because a lot of times fees are isolated but tuition and fees will be covered by grant assist by grant assistance for new in-state freshmen with family incomes that are below fifty thousand dollars who meet um who meet um certain academic requirements so now that's an option for um u of a students which i think is really great because i will say the university of houston i don't know why i have so many student loans to be honest i think most of the money really went to housing and my meal plan if you really want to keep it 100 but university of houston is not the most expensive institution um and so i'm glad that they're offering some options for people because again paying for college even in, even now with these loans i'm grateful to have a job to be able to cover my loan payments but like you can get it to lower that's really great and then um, I don't know if this is considered I don't know what category of assistance this falls in, but LSU has the um, has um, a program called TOPS for students um, who score particular uh, scores on ACT, which I'll say that it it doesn't really target a subset of students other than who based on merit. But um a lot of students who do score in like above a 28 on the ACT end up going to LSU or any school for that matter in Louisiana for practically free, which. Yeah, I think just about every state got one of them at this point. What's Texas? 
Texas doesn't have it anymore. It used to be if you graduated in the top 10% of your uh, high school, you can get into any, you automatic, granted, automatic admission into any in-state institution. But y'all don't have like no state funded, well, they don't have no state funded scholarship? Mm-mm. That's when you said oh. that I was about to be, and not that I know of, the 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 10% thing is definitely over with. Oh, um, see, here in Florida, they have um, Bright Futures. Georgia, they have Hope. Louisiana got tops. Arkansas is Arkansas Academic Challenge. I mean, like, I thought that every state had one. Come on now, Texas. Right. And Texas is like, def- I don't know. I don't know if somebody would say leading, but definitely has a pretty good public education system. So you would think. Um, but you know Mississippi got something crazy and I know I'm going to butcher it right now so somebody from Mississippi slide in my DMs tell me the real story because I don't want to Google it I think it's like every public school in Mississippi got the same tuitions like you know Oh, I I think it's something like that interesting maybe or either you get accepted into I think maybe it's maybe it's one application oh lord I'm going to have to I got to look it up now you didn't miss (laughs) You didn't just just stop. <laughs> he, done but, he done butchered it. It don't even matter. He didn't but- butchered it. I'm gonna come back around to you and uh, ask the third question. But does the availability of tuition reimbursement? I'm sorry. Does the availability of tuition reimbursement, tuition assistance, tuition remission matter in your job search? Uh, definitely. That's one of the reasons why I took the job out here in Tyler is because they offer tuition assistance that does not have a service requirement attached to it. So a lot of times, like, the uh, your employer will help you pay tuition, but you have to work for them for a certain amount of years based on how much ever they provide to you. My employee did not do that. They just said, oh, you're in school? That's great. Here's a little check for you. Cover your books. <laughs> Amen. I mean, it worked for me because I'm not, I don't plan on working nowhere but public settings, you know, for the next nine years, so... In that regard, sure. But, I mean, you know, like one school, sure. Yeah. I don't, it's definitely something I think about. Um, But I don't know that I would, it would be like the, it's a plus but not a must, as I, as I use during my home search. Like, it's a plus but not a must. Um, it is definitely something as I job search over the next eight and a half years, I'm going to be looking for, but because I, at a time am I in my life, I don't even know if and when I would want to go back to school. Um, it's not at the forefront of my mind. I'm just trying to make sure I get my check so I can pay for the student loans. That's, that's my biggest thing. Um, and flexibility, but I, um, did have, I only, I've only worked one place, excuse me. Um, that even offered anything and that was LSU and I wasn't I don't even know the rules for it I think you have to either work there for a full year or six months before they would even consider you for tuition remission but I was an admissions counselor so it was virtually no time for me to be trying to go to school in the fall during recruitment season but that was the only place I ever worked with it but yeah so that is pretty much oh I'm sorry and um I put a note on here to talk about the student loan doctor um so the student loan doctor is this young lady that I found she's based out of Philly and she helps people um basically um get into forgiveness programs and understand student loans there's also like a credit repair piece to it for people who've gone into default on their loans just kind of give you like a lot of education about how you can handle your particular loans whether it's student or private um and so that might be a good research resource for people and that's at the student loan doctor on ig um it is also to shout her out she is the first black she owns the she her company is the first black owned loan loan repayment company um so shout out to sis for that but that might be a, a resource for some of you um especially if you have some big goals coming up houses cars moving to kind of free up some of your money or just learn how to deal with your loans for the next several years until you are able to be free you know i'm thankful that i'm in this position that i am but i really don't be trusting stuff like that 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 get your credit you know fix your credit here and student loan i just i'm so skeptical about all of that kind of stuff y'all and i and it's like even when like in times of do your taxes i want to do all that on my own because i want to make sure that it's done right you know and i i'm thankful that i i'm able to understand how to do some of those things some you know it looks easy to me but could be difficult to others but 
I'll be the first to say it's hard for me to support businesses like that. So shout out to her and hopefully somebody is listening. I can in some way motivate you to try it out, but I ain't going to try it. I'll let y'all tell me how it go. And perfect Patty, what is you eating over there? I mean, y'all, we record and she got a whole plate. Well, if you didn't open up your mouth and tell the people that I was eating, nobody would have known because I had my microphone on mute. Okay. I was a responsible citizen. (laughs) But I'm trying to eat before eight o'clock. Oh, is this like a diet thing? Yeah. Not like a lose weight diet, but like a plan like every day. I only eat between 12 and eight. So you just put me out there, friend. But um, yes, I'm eating the. Quesadilla explosion salad from Chili's. Oh, I thought I saw some chicken over there. I was all the way around. Yeah. Anyway, Shaq, what's your department updates? I'm ready for this because you got some good stuff on here that I was going to put on mine too. Uh, Well, quickly, I wanted to update y'all on the base. What did I tell y'all last time when I was talking about base search? Do y'all remember? Nothing. Absolutely Just like every other time. Nothing. You don't tell us no details. No, you lying because one day I gave y'all some heat and I told y'all like I was like, you know, like Google Voice, remember? Well, I need some multi, and it, and it better be sweet. Oh, I think the last time you talked about somebody you was talking to and you asked us for advice on how to communicate with them. Yes. So I decided to just cut them off. Just just done. Just, just cut them off. Talk. And we talked about this, Jasmine, because I actually talked to you in a separate conversation about it. Remember? I do. So I was like, uh-uh, I'm done. <sighs> I might have relapsed. What happened? It's the tea. Nothing. I just... Well, to give you an insight, it's already over again. <laughs> but I think I might have relapsed. I wanted some company in, so I had to make a few arrangements one time. But but that was it. So anyway, that's all behind me. Amen. 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 Um, and so I think that I've come to the conclusion that I am going to be forever single. And so this is how I yeah, 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 I'm for real. I think I'm gonna be forever single. And I have been thinking about it and Lord, I have a friend like this. I ain't trying to talk about her, but I was envisioning myself as one of my older friends who don't got no kids, who ain't got no partner, just got a house full of pets. And I was like, damn, that's literally going to be me in 10 years if I don't get my shit together. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's what really scared me, y'all. I was like, ooh, friend, we showing up going to go through with our bet. So y'all don't don't know, but if Eric and I ain't married by, is it 40? 45. 45, we're going to get married together. That's what we're doing. And and that's what my only hope is at this point. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm only laughing. you laughing and I'm serious. I know. I'm only laughing because I sometimes fall into this place where I envision myself being just an auntie to all of my friends' kids. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if I'm going to get married and have kids. I don't want to be for every single, but, you know, the way... That my life set up and the way that things have been going, I just sometimes I just I don't be knowing. So y'all need to just slide into your husband yeah. more DMs. I've slid and I have slunk. Okay, I'm about to say, I, I didn't slid so much. I ain't got no more damn skin on my knees. Goodness <laughs> gracious! I have put myself out there no more. I can't even stand up. So I just look. I don't know, but, but I, anyway. I'm laughing, friend, because I understand. Do y'all watch Blackish? Of course. Hold the hell up. Y'all heard that? I thought so. I just was making sure. I was kind of talking to everybody at the staff meeting. Um, but can I do it? Did y'all watch the mo- yesterday's episode? No, I didn't. Yes, I watched it today. Okay. Well, everybody, I ain't going to spoil it, but Girlfriend's cast comes back. Yes. And so we saw that that's all on, on all the previews. But the episode is about... <laughs> I'm going to kind of spoil it. Well... No, that's the name okay. of the episode. Oh, you're right. So the episode is about feminism, but, but specifically they end up talking about black feminism. And so I just, I, I really want to, I'm, I'm going to give everybody one more staff meeting to get it together. I want to come back and talk about that because it was some really good points in there. But I, what I want to say is I really appreciated how in Blackish today I was watching it and I'm like, wow, they took things that they put some, they, they were very unique as they put things into perspective. And so the analogy that they made, one of them was that men like look at feminism, how white people look at racism. And it was basically saying how like white people saying it's done, it's over with and like they don't understand it, blah, 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 blah. 
Well, that's the context he was saying. And I was just floored. And I was like, dang. And I didn't. And I'm a feminist, so I don't think about it like that. But I think that that was really good because somewhere there's a papa who watched that show somewhere. And, you know, there's a lot of people that watch that show that are going to think about their experiences being black. And then think about how they've not been accepting towards this feminist movement, if you will. So it was very powerful. I really like that part, too. That really like. Of course, I'm on the feminist side because I'm I, I'm, a, I'm a black woman. And beyond that, I've chosen to. But it also made me think about just at the end of the day, like we all have privileges. Like we all have some type of lane where we are considered the privileged person. And I started thinking about like, in what ways have I, you know, been the white person in regards to privilege about something about another marginalized community. So it opened up my mind, opened up my eyes to just whatever privileges I have, like who else could I also be advocating for while I'm also trying to fight my own fight. So I thought it was a good episode too. And I'm excited for y'all to see that. And then I just thought about it, friend, this, this episode is not going to go out for another five days. So hopefully our listeners will have caught up on blackish by the end. Oh, you're right. You're right. So we we got a delay. Yeah. So you good. (laughs) And uh, Jasmine, you said you haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it. I haven't really been watching TV here lately. So got you. Well, on the Hulu that Erica and I share. Amen. We both have watched it. <laughs> we have watched it. And then you good friend? You done with your department updates? Yep. Otherwise, um, Tim threatened me to shout him out on the podcast this time. And uh, in a couple, well, in the morning, I fly to kick it with Tim. So hey. um, we're going to go watch the Razorbacks beat Kentucky. So we'll see how this ages well. Right. Hey, Tim. All right, Jazz, it's your turn. It's your turn, Jasmine. Turn around and do your thing. I don't know that one. Oh, I just kind of made it up. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> oh, I thought you should have gone, Sally, Sally Walker. A little Sally Walker walking down the street. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. She didn't, she know, didn't know what, to, what do, to do. So she jumped in front of me. He said, gone, girl. Do your thing. Do your thing. That was the epitome of the program. Check still going. See, do we didn't play that kind of stuff. We didn't kind of play that on the playground. We did that back at home. Oh yeah, oh. like in the neighbor in, in the, the in, the, in Reed. I was gonna say the neighborhood, but yeah, in the street, middle of the street. And then when the car came, you get to the side exactly. or get in the ditch. <laughs> um, you skipped over me because you know you usually I go first. I was like, oh well, all right, friend. I was tired of going last, so I skipped it up earlier today. Okay, well, um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I'm reading um, Ta-Nehisi Coates. The Water Dancer, and it's really good. Yeah, it's the sequel to um Children of Blood and Bone, right? Or it's it's the second one in the series. That's hey, a man, that's the wrong author. I'm sorry. It's okay. I show was quiet. I knew I couldn't relate. I'm just sitting here proud, like y'all better talk literature. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different author. <laughs> Meanwhile, catch me talking about music. He did the um Black Panther comic. Mm-hmm. Also did Between the World and Me. I think you should start there. That's actually a good book. If you want to get into something that's an easy read, it's really good. Okay. But I have started reading that. And I think, friend, uh, you had to ask Nurse JD, Shaquille. Lord, I forgot it was. I did have one and I did not type it. You didn't Didn't I tell you what it was? Mm -mm. Damn, I had a question for Nurse J. Wasn't it something about pregnant women? And because you was like, I don't want to ask it because. You said it would be insensitive to ask as a man or something like that. Yes. Vaguely. But like, yeah, I, I don't remember what it was. Uh, damn. It's okay. Maybe it's it'll okay. come to you by the next episode. No, nah, it's going to come to me in the next second. Because I remember, like, I remember wanting to ask you in person. And then I was like, wait, I'm going to ask you later. And then I was like, shit, I forgot it. Okay. Well, if you remember before I finish, let me know. And I won't be long. Um, so speaking of reading, I'll tie Jasmine's segment into my own. Um, but I was really grateful and very honored to work for a great company, Beyond 12. I just want to shout out Beyond 12 and my awesome leader, Alex Bernadotte. Amazing CEO, amazing company. I literally got to go on a field trip this past um, these past two days to Alabama to the Legacy Museum and the Memorial for Peace and Justice in Montgomery, Alabama. 
Um, our organization is dedicated to um, race, equity, and diversity and inclusion training. And we, we've just gotten an opportunity. We received a grant for our whole company to go and visit the museum. Um, and I won't give away the museum, but if you are looking for somewhere to go, looking for a great um, learning experience, um, it is definitely a great, um, a, a very well curated um, museum of basically how slavery has not ended in the United States. It has just manifested from slavery and our ancestors being in the fields, picking cotton to now mass incarceration of majority black people black and brown people and so they just do a really good job of kind of tying everything together and showing just how slavery has evolved over um the years um really touching stories um the few things that i do want to say is one of the um so the museum um is owned by this lawyer named brian stevenson you should look him up um he is responsible for um um <laughs> He basically set out to uh, represent black and brown people who have who received a uh, life with no parole or life sentences in general while they were minors. And one of the people that he represented is this young man by the name of Contrell Jackson. I will also look him up. He was in prison for 16 years, um, life without parole until Brian Stevenson ended up representing him um, and he got out of prison. And he actually goes to the memorial to the um, legacy museum on a regular basis and watches people watch his story because he wants to see how people will react to it. And then, you know, he's actually standing there right behind you. And so um, but yeah, because of that case, um, children can't be given life sentences um, anymore. And so that's just kind of a, a piece of what some of the work that Brian Stevenson has been doing, but a really great, um, museum and good time meeting one of his, um, clients. And now he goes around the world speaking to people, um, about his story. So that was really cool. And then the second part of the experience is the Memorial for Peace and Justice, which is where they have basically done extensive research to find all of the people, as many of the people as they can, um, who were lynched, and um, I will say it was so unbelievable to see that they literally took every county, every county, and it's like a pillar and they have the names of the people and what day that they were lynched. Some of them say unknown because they were unidentified. And there are thousands of names that could not be written because they could not get two forms of identification or two forms of documentation saying that it happened. But they have a separate memorial to um, honor those people whose names couldn't be written. And then the last thing I'll say is that they have this really cool um, idea where all of these pillars are hanging up for all of these counties, some of which you will know, which was probably one of the creepiest things to me is that. I knew so many counties in Louisiana, so many counties in Georgia and Texas and seeing these people's names, but they have a duplicate pillar for each of the counties for these counties to claim with these people's names on it. They have been lynched and like so Dallas County, in theory, could go pick up their pillar from the museum and they have to put it up somewhere. No county has claimed their pillar. None. And one started. But they told, I forgot what county it was, was going to take their pillar and put it up, but they were going to put it up behind a tree. So the museum said, no, we'll keep it. Erica, they, they was going to do what? They were going to claim their pillar with the people's names on it and put it behind a tree. What kind of pillar is it? Like, what's up? <laughs> they don't understand why. It's they a nigga pillar. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. And that's why they don't want it. And they're going to put it behind a tree. That's exactly but why. Lynching, right? And I'm so glad the museum said. We good, love. We'll keep it. You don't even get it. You don't get it. Right, because at least they're being honored here. Crazy, though. But if you have the time, especially if you live close, when I tell you it is a phenomenal museum, very chilling experience. I am. I was proud to be black before I walked in there, but I just got a resurgence um, of proudness, if you will, just being black and seeing the resilience of my people. Um, and it just shows that I have a lot of work to do um we all have a lot of work to do um and to tie into jasmine's segment i was really trying to think about like when you go into the museum and you get that experience like it's really chilling and you learn new things or maybe you see things that you've already um read about 
And it's like you want to do something with that information. And so I've been thinking about, okay, I've seen these things. I've learned more about my culture and how, you know, and how America just really doesn't want to take full responsibility for the fact that our economic system was built on the backs of black people. Um, But now that I know that, like, what am I going to do with it? And I haven't completely figured out. But one thing I do want to commit to is reading. Um, It is not a secret and it's definitely not something I didn't know. But our ancestors were killed for knowing how to read. And knowing how to write or trying to learn but i do not pick up a book every day and i do not read and so um something i really want to start doing to honor my ancestors is reading at least 15 minutes a day like just stopping and just honoring them by the fact that i can pick up a book and read anywhere in the world and i'm not gonna get killed for it i'm not gonna get killed for it so that's one thing i just wanted to share um if y'all have any questions about the legacy museum i would love to talk about it and um i'm really excited to be working for a company that sees the importance and knowing the history of our country so that we can better support our students that's beautiful that's really beautiful friend thank you so i did find out the mississippi thing i was talking about something completely different y'all it was like admissions so like basically you meet certain requirements you get into any public school there i don't know why i thought it was a scholarship maybe it is something that i heard of before but mm-mm. and i don't remember what i was gonna ask nurse jay thank you for that update <laughs> <laughs> well i don't think we have any announcements other than our next one-on-one is going to be ask nurse J, and so yes. we'll be looking forward to what she has for us um after this episode well, we don't course. know if it'll be ask nurse J. it might be perfect patty that day we don't uh, know who we're gonna get you don't know who you're gonna get when it's time but be on the lookout for this epi- uh be on the lookout for that um after you hear this episode like a true gemini amen true gemini see but that is pretty much it for us today um as always as many of you did over the last week if you haven't go ahead and follow us like us share us on facebook and instagram at books two bills podcast on twitter you on twitter you can catch us at at books two bills and then if you want to send us an email to send in a question or just shout us out of any kind from books two bills podcast at gmail.com we love y'all and have a great day Thank you.